Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Lovesave! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! We are dry side right circle! No risk, no gain. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot Z-A. Now, Bob Stoffer. On the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Shed. From U2's second album, October, that is Gloria, and this is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now brought to you daily by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buyer lease, your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office high tea and supplies. Hugh Porter. And the staff at Digitex. Hugh grew up a Glenn Anderson fan. It is Glenn Anderson's 60th birthday today. Perhaps the most underrated of the Oilers' seven Hall of Fame players. Uh, I know I put a tweet out a, a couple of months ago. The only player in NHL history uh, to be in top ten in goals, assists, points, penalty minutes, and overtime goals. Uh, in NHL playoff history, absolute money player. He was also a big fan of Tyson Berry. I'm a big fan of Tyson Berry. Um, always have liked Tyson Berry as a player. We're going to talk a lot about some different topics on today's edition of Oilers. Now, obviously, a lot of Oilers news, and if Tyson Berry goes to free agency, who knows, maybe that makes a little bit of sense. Uh, coming up on today's show, the Oilers Director of Amateur Scouting, Tyler Wright, is just doing a conference call with the assembled media. He will join us live on Oilers Now at 12.35 today. From NHL Hockey on Rogers, one of the most plugged-in men in the business, courtesy... 
of the River Cree Resort and Casino, Elliot Friedman. And a guy I saw for the first time today since August the 7th, Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network. We shot a panel with rising star Tony Brar uh, down at Rogers Place. Actually got back into the building, into the Hall of Fame room. This is Oilers Now. We'll tell you that River Cree Resort Casino Hotline is 780-496-0063. All slot machines, table games, the poker room. Now open at the River Cree. Be sure to visit one of their nine dining options, including the brand-new Italia as well, with Thanksgiving dinners and deals for Thanksgiving at Italia, the Kitchen Restaurant, and Tap 25. The River Cree Resort and Casino is Alberta's premier resort destination. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Pine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Pine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me at uh, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan Escott, who's a big part of the show. At uh, Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Brendan, uh, if you're going to do a talk show, and I know that the various influencers out there will tell you that you have to address uh, the biggest stories, and bit of a story last night, obviously, involving the president of the united states and the first lady both uh contracting covid um a couple days earlier i expressed some frustration that donald trump went down the line of uh going after joe biden's son who had had a challenge with a substance abuse and uh disagreed with that uh angle uh conversely i just want to say it right now it's interesting hearing eileen's comments and we don't always compliment uh justin trudeau Many would say that Justin perhaps lacks the gravitas of his father, Pierre, but the fact of the matter is uh, I agree with the sentiment that, uh, you you know, COVID is a, a very challenging thing. Uh, if there's people rejoicing that the president has COVID right now, I think you need to maybe look in the mirror. You wouldn't wish that upon anybody, even if you're completely uh, disaligned with any sort of, it's not a left or right wing thing. It affects everybody equally. And, uh, so I just, and I know we have listened. We had George LaRock on the show yesterday. He dealt uh, with COVID. We've got people listening to the show that have had it, that have tested positive it. They've been fine. And we've had other people in the show that have been directly impacted by it. And they've lost uh, parents and loved ones and people that they're close to. And it's had a residual effect, obviously, with some other things as well. So got to support each other out there. We live in a time where we have a tremendous amount of freedom. And it's pretty good. You know, like uh, there were some people that got sent off to uh, some significant wars <laughs> and they didn't have much of a choice. And a lot of us have an incredible amount of choice. And I think we're really lucky to live where we live. So, which is not to say that you can't address matters and have conversations. I host a show called Oilers Now. The Edmonton Oilers technically, despite having a very good regular season this year, technically they missed the playoffs 13 of the last 14 years. As a result, criticism comes with the territory because you have passion, because you care about the team. So let's go to today's top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the $99 pre-scheduled furnace maintenance 
Brendan, there, there's something about free agency, and I know we've got the draft coming up, and we're going to talk a bit about the draft, and, you know, there's options there for the Oilers at 14. There might be an option there to trade down. Time will tell in that regard. But free agency, and the joke always is, well, it's not free. It's quite expensive. But it is free in one regard. You don't have to give up an asset to sign a player. Now, many would suggest you end up overpaying for the player. This may not be that year. I mean, let's face it. If you're driving around Edmonton right now or listening at work or listening at home, wherever you are, the reality is you've probably been impacted because of the pandemic. And I think we'd be naive to believe that there's not going to be an impact in free agency. And I had somebody say to me, why would you trade an asset when you can get a player for free, especially this year, in which, you know, because of a flat cap, 815, 815, 82.5 over the next three years, maybe there's something to be said for that. What say you, Brendan Escott? You think that uh, maybe the prudent move is if you're going to dip your toe in the water, you don't necessarily do it via trade, where I- you'd be giving up assets instead? You dip in a free agency. What do you think? This is a good year to have. I, I look at the Andreas Athanasiu and giving up a couple of second rounders, a couple of good assets there. And I think to myself, you know, that really, that if they don't end up qualifying this player, if this player doesn't end up returning, those are squandered assets, essentially, you know. So uh, it, it's amazing how quickly it can turn into that. So my preference, especially in a year where I think the market's going to have a, a lot more of those sort of million million and a half dollar veterans but guys that can contribute more guys that in any other circumstance may have been making three million dollars or whatever you know so there's it's a good time i think to be poking around the free agent market for a couple of odds and ends so to speak um and something to round out the roster right you don't necessarily need to make a splash and i think that that's where teams get burned year over year over year is trying to make that splash if you're asking me honestly bob I think a trade for OEL is that same kind of splash. It's just not a move that I'm really eager to delve into if I'm the Oilers, given that there's players like Barry available. You know, he's a a really good defenseman. He played his best hockey with Dave Tippett. He had a relationship with Dave Tippett and Jim Playfair. Darren Dreger reported yesterday that uh, the Oilers were on the no-trade list for Arizona's Oliver ekman Larson. My concern all along was going to be what were the assets that would be given up to acquire a player of that caliber. Uh, I think that, you know, when you're play, like he's, he, he's sort of at the top end. The ability for him to sustain it is probably better than a guy like Milan Lucic. Many of you know who listen to the show because you know the game, you know, when those guys are in those physical roles and where part of what they do is they fight, but they also, you know, they're landing a lot of body checks. There tends to be a war of attrition on the body and they're not as effective as they get into the thirties. And we had guys, look, I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit, I thought Lucic could help the Oilers out for three or four years. I'm the first to tell you that right now. Now, year five, six, and seven had me a little bit nervous. Jonathan Willis, and I don't agree with everything that Jonathan's written over the years. He's with the Athletic. Uh, he was a huge skeptic of the Milan-Lucic uh, contract, and he turned out to be right. Conversely, a couple guys that I know, uh, Jonathan Willis being one of them, Darcy McLeod, Wood guy, they were really critical of the Leon Dreisaitl contract. And Leon Dreisaitl, 
lived up to that contract because he had the drive to push himself to be better. People say, well, the owner should have never spent more than seven or seven and a half. Um, you're kind of damned if you do, and you're damned if you do. Like, don't. I, I, I don't know what's going on with Nugent Hopkins right now, 100%. I don't know. I would think the range is somewhere between six to eight million dollars on an extension, but I don't. I know that Frank Saravelli from TSN put a piece out yesterday and hit on a bunch of different areas. Um, I don't know where it's at right now, but the same people that would sit there and say, "Well, you shouldn't have given Drysaddle eight and a half million," are those people sitting there supporting? Seven and a half million plus on RNH. It would surprise me if those people were there. So I know Bruce McCurdy has mentioned as an example from the cult of hockey. You know, look at Patrick Marlowe once he moved to left wing full time. How did his career trajectory improve because he got moved out of the middle and the Sharks needed him on the wing? Um, I brought up Norm Allman, smaller frame guy that got his man strength in his uh, mid to late 20s and was a much better player from 28 to 33 than he was from, say, 20 to 26 or 27. I have a lot of time for Nuge personally, but it's going to be, again, I don't know where they're at right now on that front. It's going to be intriguing to watch. Back to free agency, emphasis on the word free. Like, do you trade an asset to get a goaltender? The goalie better be good if you're going to move an asset because the goaltending market is such that there's a lot of goalies out there as UFAs. I think most of you fundamentally understand that. The cleft bomb injury, uh, reported by Elliot Friedman, who will join us again today at 105. Ken Holland, in a uh, piece, I believe it was Timmy Campbell that wrote it from uh, uh, NHL.com, did briefly, you know, their Oilers are obviously aware of the situation with cleft bomb. The cleft bomb injury, to me, maybe increases the probability that you look at a guy like, like Tyson Berry as a free agent. I know I've mentioned Sammy Votnin, uh, as well as Justin Schultz. I, I would be stunned if we saw Justin Schultz part due here. I just, to me, it does, you know, I, I don't think it was a, Justin was particularly happy towards the end of his Edmonton tenure. Um, and I do think Tyson Berry could rebound significantly, especially if he's quarterback in the owner's power play. But that's again, more of a probability now that we're a little bit unsure what's going to happen with Oscar Kleffa. From a priority perspective, you look at the makeup of the Oilers roster, again, a good team during the regular season, an underwhelming team during the qualifier. You would say you got to spend, you've got about six to seven million dollars to spend. You got to spend, you got to spend in goal to have a guy that can really push Koskinen. Some might say you need somebody better than Koskinen. I don't know if you can get that at three or three and a half million dollars. And then Edmonton needs a third line center that can play 5v5 minutes. Perhaps they have to make a trade to get the third-line center. I do think it looks like there's going to be a, a, a buyer's market in terms of some defensemen that could work to Edmonton's advantage. All right, that's our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Home of the $99 pre-scheduled furnace maintenance. On to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. And, and full disclosure, you don't have to totally agree with me on anything. Um, you know, you can you can have your own perspective, and I get that. And uh, and sometimes uh, some textures provide some really interesting insights along the way because we have a very knowledgeable hockey uh, fan base here in this market. Louis Dabrowski is one of the most popular guests we have on the show every Thursday. I asked him yesterday about the value of Ryan Nugent Hopkins to the Oilers franchise. Well, he's the you know third best forward for sure. 
and very versatile. You know, he's a guy that's shown that he can play up and down, he can play center, he can play with a lot of different people, can produce offensively with McDavid and Dreisaitl both. Uh, that's a that's a pretty versatile guy to have in your lineup, and you can always slip him back to center, which he can just at ease slip right back in there. I think, honestly, out of the start of his career, probably had the most ease with the center position than all three of those players. So he's, I just think he's a valuable asset. I think he's one of those guys that, you know what I feel about Nuge, I just think he's one of those guys that you're going to look to try and replace that player. Good luck. He's done, he's done a lot to build himself up to the player that he is now in the National Hockey League. Um He's going to get paid, and rightfully so, but it'll be interesting to see how that comes through, but I'm sure they'll get it done. All right, that's Louis DeBrusque. A quick couple texts on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. Dave says, Bob, Ryan 8, R&H at 5 times 5 is a good deal. Uh, Dave, I would suggest that would not be viewed as a good deal if you were in the Ryan Nugent Hopkins camp. Okay, I, I think that uh, that'd be a very good deal for the Oilers. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Dan in Devon says, Bob, third line center. What about Carl Soderberg? Isn't he almost the perfect guy? Has Darcy McLeod added a uh, Carl Soderberg uh, right up in terms of his third line center? I'll have to check into that. There you go. Yeah, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, the score did a mock draft. They've got the Oilers drafting Holloway, Dylan Holloway. Could this be true? Um, I- I'm not sure. Some have compared Dylan Holloway to Marty Reasoner, who was a mid first round pick. Great guy, but a defensive center never really blossomed offensively. Sort of re, uh, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Reinvented himself uh, as his career wore on in Edmonton. Brian Burke does the show every Thursday for Canadian Power Pack. He had these comments yesterday on the Oilers Now Audio Vault on the challenge of managing a Canadian's team's salary cap. Canada's taxes are generally higher, and they're much higher if you're in a state you're in a state tax-free jurisdiction like Nevada or Texas. So um, it, it's a challenge. Managing the cap is a challenge, and players are going to have to decide ultimately whether they want to get paid or they want to win. And so we'll see if the model works in Edmonton where two forwards have over $20 million tied up, in Toronto where four forwards have $40 million tied up, We'll see ultimately if if you can build around that. But in the NBA, players for the last five, six years have been electing to take less money. Now, mind you, they're staggering amounts. So they take 20 instead of 30, but they have gone and tried to put teams together to win. There you go. That's Brian Burke on yesterday's edition of Oilers. Now it's 1224 at Edmonton. We're going to step out for a minute when we come back. NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Big fan of his 1225 at Edmonton. Let's go to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Edmonton owned and operated. Elite Promotional Marketing have face masks for everyone. Visit their online face mask shop by going to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back at the 630 Chet Studios, Brendan Escott. Okay, so Rick Vallette said that he and Ken Holland have had solid discussions about a contract extension for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, although he added that he's not 
sure if this gets done sooner than later or maybe even July 1st of next year type of a thing. But again, the wheels are turning on that front. Adam Cracknell will join uh, Esberg Energy of the Danish League to start the 2020-2021 campaign. He signed a one-year two-way deal with the Oilers last month. The Senators acquired the rights to 26-year-old restricted free agent uh, defenseman Josh Brown from Florida this morning. <clears throat> Excuse me, for the 95th overall pick in uh, next week's draft. He's a monster. He's 6'5", 217, has a history with head coach DJ Smith. Uh, they spent some time together in Oshawa. He has played in 93 NHL games, has Brown registering 10 points. Stars GM Jim Nill reportedly has approached Anton Hudobin's camp with the intent of re-signing him before he hits unrestricted free agency. Hudobin's agent uh, Kent Hughes said they will try to make that happen. And the uh, Coyotes have hired Daryl Plandowski as their director of amateur scouting. He was serving as an assistant to that role in Tampa, actually helping the Lightning in its draft strategy this year. And that means that he can't work with the Yotes on theirs this year, uh, but assuming he will have uh, full reign after that. Just on Josh Brown, uh, I believe he's 26. 26 and under, he's the toughest player in the NHL right now. He is a wicked fighter. Okay, he can really, he tossed Jujar Kara around for fun when uh, the orders went into Florida. That was the just before Clefbaum shut himself down for about three weeks to get a little bit of a procedure done. The orders won in Florida and they won in Carolina the next day. Josh Brown is big time tough. Pierre Dorian is going to build through uh, youth. He's got a bunch of kids coming in. He's got a number three, a number five overall pick. And, uh, to me, it kind of makes sense what he did there. He's going to protect his young players. And Josh Brown can do that. Obviously, he's got the history playing for DJ Smith. That Oshawa Generals team in 2015, do you recall who they beat in the Memorial Cup final, Mr. Escott? If that was 2015, that would have been Leon Dreisaitl's Kelowna Rockets, right? No way Kelowna should have lost that game. But they did. And that's, you know what, that's hockey. In a one game, anything can happen. We know that, right? Yesterday, Berkey talked about the fact that it's hard for his players to get over losing to Canada uh, 3-2 on the Sidney Crosby goal back in 2010. That was an even game between those two teams. I mean, when Canada won one nothing against the U.S. in 2014... Canada had the puck for 80% of the game. It wasn't that even of a game. That game back in 2010 in Vancouver, even Stephen game, don't forget the Canuck, or the uh, Canucks goaltender, Roberto Luongo, was Team Canada's goalie, gave up a, a goal, I believe, to Zach Parisi in like the final uh, 25 seconds, final 30 seconds of the game to force overtime. Again, NHL today for Edmonton owned and operated. Elite promotional marketing off to a global news weather traffic update with eileen bell and when we come back the Oilers director of amateur scouting tyler wright this is oilers now oilers now with bob stoffer weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad